Thank you for joining me today. This is episode number six. My name is Dale Lott Jr. And you are listening to A Better Pickup Line, the podcast. Welcome back to A Better Pickup Line. In the last episode, we discussed that it's important for you to believe that God has a purpose for you. Today, we're going to discuss something that's very close in line to it, but just a little bit different. It's important for you to believe that he has a plan for you. It's one thing to believe that Again, he has a purpose, a desire, an intent for you, but it's another thing to believe and trust in the steps that he has laid out for your life. The Bible says that the steps of a righteous man are ordered by the Lord. And many times we may not exactly understand those steps, but when we follow along with him, it leads us to the place where we should go. You know, uh, if anybody watches football, then you are you remember when the Patriots were it was this 2008. I believe the Patriots were 18 and 0, trying to go 19 and 0 and they were playing the Giants in the Super Bowl. And on the very last drive, Eli Manning throws a fourth down pass to I don't even remember the receiver's name right now, but he was covered by Rodney Harrison and he made an amazing catch. Rodney Harrison says that that does not bother him. That play didn't bother him at all because it was an amazing physical play. He gave his best effort and the guy just made a great play. What bothered him was the play that was the game winning touchdown a few plays later. So they line up in the formation and their defense was set up to basically blitz. But when he sees what the offensive formation is, he immediately recognizes that they are in the wrong, uh, that it's the wrong play, that they should not blitz and they should be in a different formation. And Rodney Harrison, as the safety, is tasked with setting the defense in the proper play. Now, all throughout the week, the coach prepared them. The coach had a plan. Coach Belichick and the defensive staff, they had a plan that when they saw this, that they should actually do something different. And so he recognized that you have Plaxico Burris out here. And because of the alignment, you have a five, nine corner on six, five Plaxico Burris. He knows that you really should get out of this. And as he goes to make that check to change that play, a linebacker that he, that, that was, that he looked up to, that he loved by the name of Junior Seau, who hadn't won a Super Bowl yet and was on the verge of winning his first Super Bowl, wanted to run the play the way that that they had already called it. And Rodney Harrison knew it wasn't the right thing to do, but he acquiesced to this guy that he loved and admired. Now, on that play, the blitz didn't get there in time. And once Rodney Harrison saw the ball go up in the air, he didn't even bother to turn around and look because he already knew that it was a touchdown. So what happened here? That bothered him because he knew he didn't trust the plan and he allowed 
the relationship that he had with Junior Seau to override the plan. He didn't trust that plan. He allowed something else to come in and cause them to deviate off course. So it is with our life. God has things that he has set in order, things that he wants us to accomplish, things that he wants us to get done. Uh, there is a way in which he wants us to operate, but we're allowing other people and other things to get us off course because really at the end of the day, we're not trusting the plan or we're trusting someone else more than we're trusting the plan that God has for our life. Not trusting in God's plan causes things to go awry in our life. There's a minister friend of mine who, who talks about the plan that God had for his life. He left our church, started a church down in Jacksonville. And I'm not going to try to tell his entire story because I would tell it wrong. But he started a church. And at a certain point, God told him to leave that church, to leave that ministry, give it over to his spiritual son. And this was years ago. But he did not do that. And so he kept going on with this ministry. And I think it got to a point where he'd even put in an offer on a new building. And there were certain things that happened. But at the end of the day, he ended up leaving his church. But it caused things to be more difficult because things where he put it in, let's say, a lease on the on a new building. Now he had to break that lease where there were other things that he started doing. Now he had to stop doing those things. When if he had just followed God from the beginning, everything would have been a smooth transition. So as he says, and I and it's just something that's so profound that I have to share it with you. Wisdom violated creates chaos. So there's a plan that God has for your life. There's instructions that he's giving to you on a daily basis, but you aren't trusting him enough to walk it out. And all of a sudden there's chaos that follows that because you are violating, you're violating what God has spoken. You're violating the wisdom of God. And now things are difficult. You know, you ended up in relationships that God specifically told you not to end up in. And then what happens? Now you have children to deal with. You might've gotten married and now you have a divorce to deal with. And you come out of that relationship feeling broken, feeling abused, feeling used, feeling hurt, not sure of yourself anymore. You know, so now you have to deal with all of these things because of the fact that you didn't trust the plan that he has for you. Moses did the same thing. He knew that he was to be a deliverer, but he didn't trust the plan. When he saw one of the Egyptians beating one of the Hebrews, he went out there and killed the Egyptian, thinking that that was the way that he was to be the deliverer. And he didn't allow the plan that God had to have its perfect work. And that caused him to run off out into the backwoods of the desert for, what, another 40 years or so? Not trusting the plan. Now, an example where someone trusted the plan would be Jehoshaphat, when three armies were coming up against him. And he had no choice but to seek the face of the Lord. He gathered everybody from in Israel and they just sought the face of the Lord and the face of the and, and the voice of God spoke. What I want you to do is go out against them. Don't fear. And all of a sudden instructions begin to come and the instructions were to send the praisers out before the army. And we know that sounds crazy. You're talking about sending out praisers to sing the praises of God in front of an army, three armies that are coming to kill you but they trusted in the plan. And as the praisers went out to praise and they were out there praising and singing, then when they came to the place where they were to meet the three armies that had come against them, the children of uh, the Moabites, the Ammonites, and the people of Mount Seir, says that all of them were found dead because two armies turned against one army and then they turned against each other. And it says that when they came upon these dead bodies, there were 
all kinds of valuables and jewels. It was so much. The spoils of war was so much that they were three days gathering it all in. That's because they trusted the plan. OK, so now you may be saying, OK, I understand what you're saying. I have to trust his plan. But how do I know what the plan of God is for my life? Joshua 1 and 8 provides the answer. This book of the law shall not depart from your mouth, but you shall meditate in it day and night that you may observe to do according to all that is written in it. For then you will make your way prosperous and then you will have good success. So when I meditate on the word of God, it says I will make my way prosperous and I will have good success. Okay, (laughs) now that still doesn't sound like a plan there, now does it? But the answer is right there in the middle. This book of the law shall not depart from your mouth. You shall meditate on it day and night that you may observe to do according to all that is written in it. So I meditate till I observe to do. What is it that I'm observing to do? I'm observing to do in the Old Testament says what is written in it. But what's happening is there is something that's being born out of you as you continue to meditate on the word of God. So when we talk about trusting his plan, I'm talking about trusting those actions that are born out of your belief. God is going to begin to speak to you based off of your meditation, based off of what you're focusing on. All of a sudden, answers begin to arise because preparation of the heart belongs to man, but the answer of the tongue is of the Lord. So as you prepare, all of a sudden, answers begin to come out of you. They begin to flow out of you. And as you begin to do those things, now all of a sudden, there is progress. There is success. You make your way prosperous because what's in you is now coming out of you. And I can't tell you what God's plan is for you. Only God can tell you what his plan is for you. Those are the instructions that he is giving you. You receive those instructions by getting his word in you, allowing that word to sit on the inside of you and begin to speak to you and talk to you. And now all of a sudden, as you believe something is born out of you and when it is born out of you and you begin to do it and walk in line with it, you begin to see success. And a lot of you know that I'm telling the truth. You've studied the word. You've meditated upon this word and all of a sudden there, there, there came an answer. There came some instructions. There came some wisdom that if you were to walk it out, you would have success. But sometimes we get those answers and we choose not to walk it out. We saw that with Abraham. You know, the word of the Lord is, hey, you're going to have a son. And instead of trusting the plan of God and saying, God, okay, well, how do I do this? What is it that I, what's going to take place? What did he do? He, he he started speaking to his wife and his wife says, hey, why don't you sleep with my maid servant? You know, I can't have children. And so he listened to his wife instead of listening to the Lord when God spoke the promise to him and not to her. But after that, now God says, okay, look, this is what I want you to do. Look at the stars. If you can number them, that's how your seed is going to be. Look at the grain. If you can number the grains, then that's how your seed is going to be. So now all of a sudden, he starts meditating on that day and night. He starts looking at the stars, looking at the at the sand. He's using his imagination. And then God says, I'm going to change your name from Abram to Abraham, meaning father of many nations. And I'm going to change your wife's name from Sarah to Sarah, meaning mother of many nations. So all of a sudden, now he's speaking faith and he's thinking about these things on a daily basis all the time. And now there is action that's being born out of him. Something's born out of him that he can follow. You know where the Bible tells us that faith without works is dead. The problem that we've 
we've had is that we see faith without works is dead. So we figure we got to find something to do in order to prove that we believe God. And that's not what that scripture is talking about. It's talking about believing him so much that an action is born out of us. And when that action is born out of you, that's the plan. That's the divine design that God has for your life. Steps of a righteous man are ordered by God. We keep thinking that God is going to give us this entire, the entire blueprint, the entire course of action. You're going to do one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten. No, a lot of times it's things that are born out of us and we get it step by step by step. We do one thing and then we are led to do another thing and then we're led to do another thing. And somebody says, well, what do you mean you're, you're led to do? Every time you hear the voice of God, it's not always this big old audible voice, but it's a still small voice. It's a it's a, a a desire on the inside, a knowing on the inside of what it is that you should do. It's a revelation. It's an aha moment. It's a something told me. But you can trust that when you spend all day meditating on the word of God, when you spend your time focused on Jesus and what he has said and the promises that he's, that he's given us. The instructions in this written word train us to hear and receive his spoken word. So as you meditate on this word, now God begins to lead you so that you find the wife that he has for you or find the husband that he has for you. He starts giving you new desires and all of a sudden you feel like you should do something different than what you were doing before. That's the plan. You can't trust the plan of man more than you trust the plan of God. And, and what do I mean by that? A lot of times when, when giving dating advice, people want you to tell them exactly what to do, how to do it, where to go, what's the best way to do it. But God is always going to do something that runs counter to what other people think that you should do. It says that he uses the foolish things of the world to confound the wise. So the plan that he has for you may be different than the plan that he has for me. What he asks you to do may be different from what he asked me to do. He may tell me never to go on a date at all. He may tell another person, I want you to go out every night. Go here. Go do that. And I can't put what God spoke to me onto the next person. And they can't put what God spoke to them on me. Because God is leading us directing us individually. His plan is individual is an individual plan. It's kind of like asking, how do you get to downtown Atlanta? Well, it all depends on where you're coming from. That's the first thing. So you can't give the same instructions. You can't have the same plan when people are coming from different locations in different areas. All of a sudden you have a desire for apple pie. You don't know why you have a desire for apple pie when you when you're on a diet and you're trying not to eat. You're trying to watch your figure. But all of a sudden, man, I, 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 I don't understand. I, I got to have some apple pie. And you go down to the local diner, get you some apple pie. And all of a sudden there you meet your husband. You have to begin to trust the plan. God is leading you. He's giving you his Holy Spirit to lead you, to guide you, to direct you. And you have to follow. You know, as we say, Lord, will you lead? I will follow. That means I'm trusting in the plan. I'm trusting in you to direct me and guide me. It's one thing to trust that he has a purpose, but now we got to trust how he leads us. Steps of a righteous man ordered by the Lord. Because every step that he's taking you, every step in which he's leading you, it's designed to get you to the place that he has for you, where there is the mate that he has already designed for you. That's tailor made according to the way that you're wired. Someone who meets all of your needs and meets all of your desires. But if you don't trust the plan that he has for you, 
If you don't trust the, the, those actions that are being born out of your belief, out of your faith and your trust in him, you will never see what he has purposed for you. See, you have to spend time in that word, meditating on that word. And then when an action is born out of your meditation, that's the action that will cause you to prosper. That's his plan. That's how you find out what it is that he has for you to do. That's how you find out which way he's leading you and guiding you by spending your time in this word until it brings forth an action. And when you do that, I guarantee you, you're going to find the make that God has for you. You're going to find the success that he has for you. And it will be good because the blessing of the Lord, the Bible says it makes rich and adds no sorrow. So it make you, it will cause you to have a rich relationship, a rich marriage, a rich life without adding all of the sorrow and all of the pain that dating has added to your life. Well, that's our show for today. If you have any questions, you can reach out to me through my social media accounts at Dell.jr. And on Instagram, it's Dell.lot. Or you can reach out to me through my blog, a betterpickupline.com, and inbox me your questions there. Now, before we leave, I'm going to ask you to do three things. Number one, subscribe. Whether you're listening through iTunes, Google Play Music, Stitcher, or whatever your favorite pod catcher is, make sure you subscribe. The second thing, help me spread the word. If you're consuming this podcast through Facebook or YouTube, like, share, comment. Make sure you tell somebody who you think this podcast would be a benefit to. The third thing I'm asking you to do is visit DellLot.org. If you'd like to invite me out to your church, your convention, your conference, your organization, whatever your function is, you would like me to come out and speak. You can find all the information on DellLot.org. As well, there's information about my book, In That Land, A Seed, Time, and Harvest Approach to Finding a Wife. And I'm going to ask you to purchase that today. And with that being said, I want you to have a great day an awesome day and join me next time on a better pickup line the podcast